Are you looking for hope? Then you're in the right place. If you're not, well, you're still in the right place because we all need hope. Welcome to the Shine and Delight podcast. We hope to navigate life's storms together as we encourage and build up one another to find true saving hope in the only one that can truly satisfy. We can't fix your problems, but we'll definitely point you towards someone who will. Come along. Hello. Uh, welcome to another episode of Shine and Delight. Um, this is Mallory here. Um, as you can tell, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. I will be the one hosting, and we have some lovely guests here. Um, my name is Babani. Um, I am married to Andrew Templeton, in case you you know, hear the voice later. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, my name is Faith. Um, and yeah, I'm happily single. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we have a icebreaker here. It's uh, what have you recently watched on TV, your phone, your computer, you know? Mm. Um, I finished it yesterday. It's called Spotlight. I don't know if you guys have heard of it, um, but it's a movie on Netflix and it talks about basically in the Catholic Church of all these priests molesting and raping um, these children and finally it coming up and like at it, like it came out of the woods basically um, through a journalist in Boston. Um, and it just like, it was a real, it's just a true story. And at the end of it, it kind of shows you like where the locations are. Um, so it's kind of interesting to see where all of this is happening and I haven't done my research yet of like, have they done anything about it? But it was quite fascinating. I just started the movie and I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a true story. And then I finished it and I was like, oh, it was a true story. <laughs> but it was just quite crazy. So yeah, that's what I've watched recently. It's intense, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty boring. <laughs> so I'm watching Grey's Anatomy for like the hundredth time. So <laughs> that's me. Are you like on the recent episode? Mm-hmm. I finished the recent season, so I think I'm back in season three now. Oh, that's a good start. Yeah, so I just restart it every couple of months. <laughs> wow. Do you have a favorite character? Not really. I kind of hate all of them at the same time, <laughs> yeah, equally. Yeah, yeah. It's Christina Yang. She's my favorite, <laughs> I, but she's not there anymore, so. I know. She was good in the beginning, and then she got mm-hmm. annoying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have been watching Cold Case. Um it's based in uh, Philadelphia, and they are just um, going through cases that people have given up on um, and trying to solve them. And usually because someone you know has an appeal or something comes up that they uh, decide to go back into it. But anyway, it's super interesting, and um, they definitely use a platform to focus on things that people forget about. So there was an episode on like Japanese internment camps, which I was like, no one ever talks about that. So well, that's cool. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, that's some uh, intense and silly stuff. Um, But we're going to be diving into an interesting topic today. Um, The focus is on single and married. And I think the in-between there obviously being dating. And so I think we all have unique perspectives to bring to this conversation. Um, I personally uh, have dated outside of the designs that like God has for what dating should look like. Um, And I'm now pursuing doing that with... um, seeking God's um, opinion on that and understanding. Um, and so that's all I've had it. I, I'm in my early 30s just to give a perspective. Um, and um, yeah, so single is all I've known. What about you guys? Um, so I'm in my mid-20s and I was married when I was 21. Um, that lasted about a year. Um, and I thought that like 
being married was the end all be all. Like I would be happy. Like my life would be perfect at that point. Um, and it was a, quite the opposite. I went through a very like depressed season of life. Um, and in that season, that's where I like recommitted my relationship to God. Um, so now I'm just kind of like trying to get my relationship with God right before I can get a relationship with a guy right. So, yeah. That's awesome. And then I am almost in my mid-20s. Not yet. Um, but um, I recently got married. I'm almost a year in, in November. Um, and I was definitely outside of the boundaries of what the Lord called us to be um, with dating and whatnot. Um, and then I followed, I decided to follow the Lord and truly just learned how to live like in authentic community, but as well as like within a relationship and what that looked like, what the boundaries look like, what I wanted it to see with the Lord, um, maybe wanted it to look like, cause dating isn't really in the Bible. So it's just a, mm. it's a line that you're trying to figure out and see what's right and good in your eyes, but also seeing what's, um, true in the Lord. Definitely. I mean, I think that's the toughest thing is it's not like there's a chapter in the Bible that's like dating 101. <laughs> like it's... Uh, Hesitation's one, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you so. hesitate about where your boundaries are. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, that's some of the stuff that we're going to be diving in. Um, I Something that you specifically said about um, just living in authentic community, trying to figure that whole thing out and um, pursuing marriage, I think what would be helpful is what, like, what are the differences? What does it mean to be dating uh, and married when it comes to like, you know, the world, um, you know, without God as part of it. And then now as part of it. Um, so, uh, I guess whoever wants to take it, is there anything specifically that you think stands out that the differences are? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think like in my perspective of it, um, I always just, so before I met the Lord, it was, um, I was partying and, like, just going and doing whatever I wanted to do. Um, and then eventually, like, I would find myself in a male's bed and did whatever he did. And then um, I would just go home, and it was like, I don't know. I always knew something was off about it. I just didn't know that it was the actual sin that was causing me to feel that way. Um, and then once I met the Lord and really understood that sex was just not a part of the picture until you got married— and it was mostly because of, like, just the emotional tightness. They call them soul ties. Um, and just, like, seeing the relationships that it builds with other people and the issues that it causes as well. Um, and so after that, I'm just, like, understanding that the Lord had something so much bigger and better for whatever my future looked like at that point. Um, so after that, I kind of decided, like, okay, I'm not going to sleep with anybody um, and truly understanding what it looked like in the Bible, of w- the why behind it, and doing my own research instead of just taking whatever somebody else was telling me. Um, and then once I figured that out, then I kind of like, um, I never really dated anybody because um, I felt like nobody liked me. So then I was like, if somebody's going to like me, somebody's going to ask me out. Um, and then my husband was the only one that ever asked me out. Um, and so, so because of that... Um, like, when we did go into a relationship, we saw so many of our friends already date, and we saw, like, um, them live in sin, and um, just, I don't know, it's just, we just didn't want that for ourselves. Um, we wanted it far more, so we created boundaries for each other and just um, really wanted to live in them, and I think the difference was that we were intentional in what we wanted and what we didn't want to do, um, and, like, also our focus is on, like, what we wanted to focus and we didn't want to really focus on the things of the world, but more of like the things that would honor the Lord. 
um, whatever that would look like. We weren't even sure at the time. Um, but yeah. That's awesome. So a quick follow-up question I think I have to that is, were you deciding all these things kind of in isolation, just like between you two, or did you have like people that you were able to go to who you saw like they had a good relationship that you wanted to look like, or you know, were there specific scriptures that were helpful in that? Because I feel like that's half of the struggle is really just trying to figure out what that means. Mm -hmm. um, so we, um, my husband and I had a mentor each separately that were actually married. And then when we dated, it kind of just like worked out where they kind of became our dating mentors, um, thankfully. Um, so with that, it was really cool just to come to them and be like, okay, this is what we want to do. Like we want to date, but we did don't want to fall into sin. So how can we create um, like this atmosphere where we can't fall into sin? Um, and they knew my, so my personality is very black and white. Um, you tell me to do something, I'll do it. You tell me not to do, I won't do it. And so because of that, I wanted it to be so clear for me that I couldn't even go outside of that. I couldn't, like I couldn't even say how far is too far because I knew where too far was for me. Um, so we actually ended up creating like a, um, a boundaries list. Um, and in that boundaries list, we had, and it was just all four of us coming, well, it was Andrew and I sitting together first and creating it. And then we brought it to them and we're like, okay, this is what our idea is. What do you think? What's your opinion? Like, tell us if we need to point this back to the Lord, if this like is even accurate. Um, and through that, we created boundaries of like, we couldn't have sex, obviously. And then as well as like, we created a boundary of not making out because we didn't want it to create a sin to fall into at any point. Um, sadly, we did fall into that, and but we moved on and just kind of created different ways to do it. But as we were dating, we, we didn't stick to that the whole entire relationship. It was like, how do we mold this into us? So as we were like dating and whatnot, that's what kind of like helped us of figuring out what it was. And then um, in that, we also picked a verse um, like to follow, I'm trying to find it. And, and we ended up picking Psalms 119, 1 through 2. And it says, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart. And then after picking that, we kind of picked what is our why behind we're even together, why we're even thinking of dating. Because um, we knew that going into dating, the only reason we wanted to date was because we knew that at the end we wanted to get married. And if at any point we thought that we weren't going to get married, then we needed to save each other's hearts and step away from each other. Um, so our why was we desire to have a God-honoring relationship that pushes, pushes each other closer to Him. We want to be pure and blameless so that we can be an example to others, be within the confines of His law, as well as set ourselves up for successful marriage. Um, and with that, like once we wrote it out, we kind of printed it out and we signed it, and then our mentor signed it. And so that was our accountability of like, anytime we fell into sin, we had to go to our mentors and tell them, hey, this is what we did. And then we had a consequence aisle of like, this is the consequences that happens. And like, we're in a, like for a short amount of time, like you can't do this. So it's like basically fasting and really understanding why, like why it's even wrong what you did. Um, and I think it was really like, um, it was hard of like constantly of, you, if like, I would look at Andrew and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to make out with your face, but I can't make out with <laughs> you. I'm not married to you. Um, and just really like seeing and understanding that like there was a bigger purpose to it, um, far more than like my fleshly desires. Um, so that's what we did. And no, we didn't do it by ourselves. 
Um, and we didn't even try to do it by ourselves. Um, we just knew that if we did it by ourselves, we would fail. And we didn't want to fail in this, if this is what the Lord wanted for us. That's awesome. I'm, I'm learning from this, honestly. Um, That's good. What about you, Faith? It's a question. <laughs> Real quick. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a hot <laughs> second. Uh, so basically, um, for you, how, um, I want to say it was... Oh, dating. Yeah, it was as like... As a non-believer. Well, it's, it was the difference, like, I think, um, that you've noticed between what it is to be, like, dating, marriage, non-believer, believer, and, like, navigating those those uh, circumstances, I want to say. Yeah. Um, so when I dated before my marriage, um, I was a believer and a Christian. Um, I feel like the typical one that went to church on Sunday and Bible, st- um, Bible study on Wednesday um, and every other day throughout the week, I was doing something that wasn't aligned with God's will for my life. Um, so a lot of it was like seeking boys, um, for love and fulfillment, um, and just kind of like sleeping with whoever, um, I love love. And I thought that I've always wanted to be loved. And like, that was an easy way to like, kind of like numb that feeling is sleeping with everyone. Cause like, yeah. Um, so like, that was like a lot of the dating that I like experienced before, um, getting married. Um, and then when I was in Washington, I met my, um, ex-husband, um, and we dated for a very short amount um, of time, I would say like three months, um, before we decided to get married. Um, we were believers, um, but still like we weren't like heavy in our faith at that time. Um, and that's like reflective like on us getting divorced and like how we like navigated um, our marriage and like just the lack of conflict resolution and reckless reconciliation um, and just trying to make it work Um as a believer, we were just kind of like, everyone else is getting divorced in the world, so we can go ahead and get divorced because, like, this isn't working for us type of thing. Um, and then now, after going through therapy and regen and just being in community now um, and being deeper in my faith, um, I'm not actively dating anymore or right now, I would say, um, because, like, I know that I would want to work on myself first um, and just knowing that, like, I need to be... I need to be fully devoted to the Lord, and right now I'm not. And so how can I be fully devoted to a guy type of thing and like, allow him to pursue me well um, and lead me well? Um, so that's kind of like my dating right now. And, like, yes, it's hard at times because I'm lonely, and I like the attention that a guy can provide for me, but I just know that, like, it's not the right attention at this moment. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of wisdom in that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can relate in the sense of uh, – looking at relationships, love, you know, men for the wrong things, thinking that they're going to fill a need or they're going to make, you know, that being with someone means that there's going to be something that's going to be improved or you're just going to feel better or more settled or seen or whatever the case may be. And um, in my life experiences, I think the longest relationship I had was about four and a half years um, on and off. And that one, I mean, I mean, some people's marriages don't last that long and it was not uh, fulfilling and it wasn't, it was more confusing because you're considering someone else. And in my case, um, I really struggle with people pleasing and just trying to find acceptance. Um, And so I would just abandon myself if there became like tension rather than dealing with it and bringing it to that person. So like you were saying, like not knowing what it means to reconcile and uh, deal with conflict in in a not just biblical way. I think that's the tricky thing is like everyone, like marriages, both Christians and non-Christians can go through divorce. Um, But yeah, there's a difference when your heart is submitted to God. And so you realize that like, 
I mean, this is me speaking as someone who's never been married, but um, that like marriage is not something um, that's supposed to complete you. It's not something you do just because you want to have sex and not feel guilty. Um, it's something that you do in submission to like, hey, I'm in pursuit of God and this person is too, and we want to be on fire for God together um, when it comes to like biblically, at least that's my opinion, um, informed by scripture, I'd say, but you know, I wouldn't say that there's verse that specifically says that um but when it comes to like in the world I feel like yeah marriage tends to be I want to identify like I want to be with you because I feel good or um I um I feel like we're going in the same direction and so it makes sense or you know our families are really pushing it especially when it's like younger people I feel like that happens so often is um hey, we've been spending a lot of time together. This is usually the next step in a relationship, right? It's either that or we live together and um, my parents aren't okay with that. And so um, I think there's just a lot of clarifying that happens, but in a difference between what it means to date and for marriage um, when it comes to being a Christian versus a not Christian or even someone who's like actually submitted to God. Mm -hmm. So when I say I, you know, I was outside of what God had designed for what dating is, I, yeah, I was a believer, um, but it was more of a head knowledge thing. I didn't, hadn't submitted my heart. I wasn't inviting him into any of those decisions. And that, you know, is reflective of the decisions I made, the relationships I had, because they are just not, um, they ended up with heart wounds because I was seeking um, love, affection to be fully known and fully loved from a person. And mm-hmm. when that's really the only thing that God can do. Um, so I'm trying to think. Uh, so I guess, how would you guys, in, in your experience now, um, and even in the past, um, what do you see the the point of marriage being? Like, what is what is the goal there? And like, how has that potentially changed from when you were younger to to today? Um, That's an easy one, I'm, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, now um, I see like marriage as an opportunity for ministry um, to be able to minister to others that you haven't been able to reach um, as a single person. So like now, married people you are kind of like living this life of like not being a believer and you can like show them like, hey, this is how you can live your life and be married and like seek God and his kingdom type of thing. Um, because before like it was like a very selfish view of marriage and it's just like, oh, I want to be happy. I want to have this picture for perfect family. And, like That's not realistic, but that's what I wanted because I was like, oh, like everyone else is married and like this is what you should aspire to be. But like that's not the case. So like I want like my future marriage to be like a foundation of like, this is like who we are at, um, in our faith and like we're pursuing God together and we are like trying to make disciples together as well. So, Yeah, I think it's the same for me, piggybacking. Um, and it's really cool just to, it's, it's true, it's like a whole nother sphere that you get to be a part of. Um, not like, not because you're married and you get to hang out with married people, but also like singles just come and they're like, hey, I have this question, can you please give me the answer? Um, and it's, it's so cool just for people to boldly be like, okay, this is like, I want what you have. How do I get it? And it doesn't, like, you don't have to get married to get it. It's literally, we our foundation is found in the Lord. And if you don't have the Lord, you can't ever get it because um, you won't ever understand what it really means. Um, and so it's really, for me, it was starting um, to really point people back to Christ, and it's far more than just being married and um, having a desire like, I think a lot of times we want to be married because we want to be with somebody. We want to have somebody to talk to all the time and to actually respond back to you. Um, but even you being married, sometimes you don't get that. Sometimes the person isn't there when you need them the most. And they're at work or whatever the case may be. Um, 
but it's really cool just to be able to have the opportunity to point people back to Christ and as well as yourself and your spouse of, hey, like, remember, you're not doing this for yourself. It's not about you. It's about the Lord. Um, at the end of the day, how can you honor him more, even in your singleness, um, by your action and your words throughout the whole entire day? Wow. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a couple of things you said that I think might be um, worth diving into more. So when it comes to, um, I'm trying to think exactly what you were saying. Um, so being single, um, is the goal to be married? Yeah. Okay. So what, like, what is, let's say, um, dependent, like, I know you could be in the season of singleness, you could, that could be your um, chosen mm-hmm. season, right? Like, so choosing not to, like, you don't feel like that's on your heart to be married. Mm-hmm. And then people who desire marriage, but are in a, a season of being single. So what, it, like, what should you be doing with that time? Do you have um, any perspective on that, either of you guys? Um, I think for me, my perspective is, as humans, we were, the Lord created us to just worship him and be in awe of him. Um, and the best way to do that is to honor him. And how can we do that is with our time and our efforts and whatever we do. Um, so no, I don't think that marriage is the end goal of your life. Um, I think if the Lord like grants you the opportunity to be married, it's so that you can honor him more with your time. Um, and if you can't even honor him in your singleness, when you have more time in your life, how are you supposed to do that in your marriage? Um, so I think it's just finding a way to honor him and like glorifying him, even if it's just singing in the car um, or if it's memorizing scripture, whatever it looks like for you. Um, I think that's what it like our purpose of life is just to honor him and really be in awe of who he is and how literally what he's done for you. Um, and it's sometimes, yeah, it's cool that he gives you a paycheck and he gives you a roof over your house. But at the end of the day, that doesn't matter. It's your salvation that really matters. And where you end up is, like, this is only a, a glimpse of what even eternity is. Um, so it's really what, does, what is your ultimate goal? And I think for me it's what I push others. It's what's your ultimate goal is your salvation. And once you hit that mark of what, where you know that you're going, then you can push it towards that goal of sanctification, which is just basically turning yourself to be like Jesus. Um, you'll never be Jesus, but you can slowly um, just pick off the things that are bad and whatever in your life. Um, so I think for me, it's just how can you honor the Lord more? I think for me, it's like about finding myself and like who I am, like as a person. Um, so like I know I've taken a lot of time to like travel and like I quit my job like last week. Like I wouldn't be able to do that if I was married to just be like, oh, I can like move into another like position like okay cool like I didn't have to discuss this with anyone so it's like amazing because like okay great now I can go on trips when I want to and like do what I want to do and I have to like worry about someone else that is pretty amazing because I don't have a job right now and so we're over here with our heads cut off because we're like oh my gosh the Lord is good though we're we're fine (laughs) but yeah and just being able to like um, disciple people that I wouldn't be able to disciple. So, like, spending, like, time with, like, high school girls. Like, if I had a spouse, like, I'd have to, like, figure out, like, how to navigate. Schedules. Time. Yeah, schedules. And I was just like, no. Like, yeah, I'm free to mm-hmm. go get dinner with you tonight. Like, I don't have to. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. So, yeah. I just think it's, like, more about, like, finding yourself and, like, who you are um, in Christ. And, like, what do you like to do, like, aside from everyone else? Yeah. Yeah, I think a perspective I've heard, too, is uh, 
God gives every single one of us a purpose. Um, there's like skills that he's given you. There's a place he's put you in. There's, you know, I mean, you could use the word ministry, but there's just people around you that uh, God has placed in front of you to speak to. Um, and it makes it, I, I would say from my perspective, again, I've been married, <laughs> um, but I think it gets a lot harder trying to figure that out when you're now a part of, you know, a couple, because while that still should be spurring you on and encouraging you in that, if that wasn't clarified before and you're now making decisions in tandem, I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to nuance out, like, what are my gifts? What are your gifts? And how is God calling us to um, build out that ministry, like you were saying in your marriage, Babani? Um, I think that's, like, a huge part of what I see singleness is for me of just, like, yeah, part of it is, like, sanctification. I think it's a lot harder when you're in tandem as well to, like what are my sins? What are your sins? Like, how do we f- navigate this thing? How do we stop hurting each other and come together in Christ when we're broken people that keep messing up? Right. And so I think I'm really grateful, um, that I have this time to do that. Uh, I've been doing similar to you faith of like, I've had therapy, I've gone through regeneration, uh, which is like a 12 step recovery program for those who don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, but it's focused in Christ. Um, so a little bit different than AA. Um, but the goal there is really just like, looking at yourself, drawing a circle around like, hey, what are things that's wounded me? What are things that I've done to wound? What are actions I'm doing that are continuously um, not for my good and not you know, God's best for me? Uh, and then uh, really clarifying like my issues, but also my skills. Like what are things that God's given me that I can, I can give to the world and who are people that I can help? And part of that is I have this story of like where I made all these terrible or stupid decisions. <laughs> and there's you know, sadly, lots of people who've done similar things and I can now speak to them and say like, hey, I found a better way. Like follow this guy, Christ, who knows um, our hearts. You know, he he was uh, human too. So he suffered in similar ways, was tempted and didn't, didn't make the same mistakes as I did. And he knows um, not only how to do a better way, but he conquered death. So now he has, you know, something better for us where uh, we don't just die at the end of our lives. Like we have eternity um, and a place where there's no sorrow and no fear and no sadness and where we're fully known and fully loved and we can feel it. And there's, um, you know, just, I don't know, a whole next step. Like this is in our home. And so that, I think, um, that's been an encouragement. I think some some women really struggle with the fact that like, hey, I feel like God's given me this desire for marriage mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be honoring of it. And, I, you know, I do love God, but... I really am mourning the fact that I'm not in that next season. Um, And I think um, that's tough, man. Um, I know some people really meditate on that, like God will give you the desires of your heart um, verse. I want to say it's in Psalms. I can't remember where exactly. But people will be like, well, he gave me this desire, so he's going to give me what I want. And it's like, honestly, if you look at scripture, like the desire of your heart at the end of the day should be God first. Um, and so if there's ways where you feel like you're still drawing into that, it's not that it's a bad thing. I don't think by any means desiring marriage or a family, children, any of that. Um, but I think realizing like, Hey, um, what can I do in this season right now? Like what freedoms do I have? Like Faith was saying, and and even Babani of like, just, um, who is right in front of me? Who can I love right here? Cause God gave you that love and yeah, potentially for the future of a spouse and children, but also like you have that love now. It's mm-hmm. not just something that's like storing up for later. Right. Um, so who can you, who can love right in front of you? Um, and I think that always ends up to being rewarding for me of not making it about me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as you were talking and, um, 
one thing when I was single, I wanted to just learn what it meant and looked like to be um, a woman following the Lord. And um, I did this. I don't know if you guys know about this book, but it's called The Five Aspects of a Woman. Um, I've heard of it. Have you heard of it? And um, it's by Barbara something. Um, <laughs> I don't remember her last name. But anyways, she talks about all these five aspects of what a woman is supposed to be like. Um, and this is like the book really taught me of like, okay, I have far more of a purpose in my own life than getting married and having babies. Um, and it's more of like I had to understand that my body was not something that the Lord created to just give away. It was something for him to store up so that it could honor him at the end of the day. Um, and through that, so in the five aspects, they talk about um, your mistress of your domain. So basically of like whatever the Lord gives you, you go at it, girl. Like it's yours. Um, so if he gave you this girl to just mentor, then you mentor her with everything you've got. Um, and if it's you sit there at work and you tell somebody about Jesus and it's really just like whatever the Lord has presented in your life, you do it. Um, and then the second one was um, helper completer. And when you hear about it, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to like just help men and complete them. Um, and a lot of people have a hard trouble with submission because um, submission is such a hard word. And it's like, I don't know, I think they a lot of people have used it out of context um, of like, oh, whatever a male tells you to do, you do it. You don't question it. You don't do anything. But it's like, it's not true. Like, anytime my husband tells me to do something and I know that it's not, like, in the laws of the Lord, then I'm like, no, I can't do that for you. Um, so it's 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 the same context of, like, in your singleness of um, how can you be a helper and completer for those around you? Um, that can be males and females of just understanding of, yeah, like, if this male is above you, how can you help him complete whatever he's supposed to complete, whether that's at work, at church, whatever it looks like. Um, and then the third was life-giving, which is when you hear it, it's like, oh, I'm supposed to have a baby. Um, but it's like, it's far more than that. Like, yes, our bodies are created to have babies, but they're also created to breathe life into other people. And if you're not breathing life, then what are you doing with your life? Um, and breathing life, you can't really breathe life if you don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of you so that the Lord can work through you. Um, and then the fourth one is a... Oh, man, I just lost it. Um, oh, no, that's not it. <laughs> um, I'll come back to it. But anyways, in these, they have five. And the last one is like being married. Um, I've never read it. I haven't read it yet. I haven't had the time to read it. Um, well, I lied. I haven't created time to read it. Um, <laughs> but anyways, in these like things, they kind of teach you of um, they have a fallen, redeeming, or created, fallen, redeemed. So in the creative, they teach you what the Lord like really like wanted it to look like or the perspective of Barbara, because we don't actually know. Um, but Barbara pers perspective, I'm like, this is what it's, it was supposed to be like in my perspective. And then this is what it looked like after the fallen, meaning whenever Adam and Eve bit the apple and decided to choose that. And when sin came on the, in the world um, and then the redeem of what Jesus did to redeem that whatever circumstances it is. Um, and it was just really cool to understand of like, as a woman, there is far more than just getting married and giving your body away to anything. Um, it's it's more of how can I honor this body that the Lord has given me? How can I honor this breath that he's giving me? Um, and that's that book really like helped me understand. Um, so I think a challenge is like as in your singleness of like really seeing what it looks like to really understand what the Lord has called you to be. Because um, sometimes we're like, oh, like, yeah. 
I don't have a calling because I'm not on mission or I'm not in across the country doing something. Um, and then we also know in our hearts that wherever we are, that is our mission field. But sometimes we don't even believe it. Um, we have a hard time like understanding that, yeah, like anywhere we go, like I unfortunately also do CrossFit um, as Andrew Templeton. Um, but like, Here we go, CrossFit, <laughs> let's do it. But like going to CrossFit, like I go to CrossFit and I'm like, oh, these people don't know about Jesus. How can I teach them about Jesus? Um, and like just being intentional with my time of how can I point them back to the one that has like saved my life? Um, and so that's like, it's a glimpse of like something, like just being intentional in anywhere you are. Um, I think that's like something I challenged myself when I was single of like, how can I understand what the Lord is calling me? If you don't ever challenge yourself, how can you ever know what you're supposed to do? I think it's also worthwhile to say, like, when it comes to a biblical design for marriage, it's supposed to mimic uh, us as the church to Christ. Right. Um, and so uh, he wouldn't have given us free will if he didn't want our whole heart and our full decision as our own individual to choose him. And so in the same way with marriage, you're not like a half a person until you find your other half. And it's not like you're in a waiting room. Like, God didn't make everyone for marriage. So he wouldn't be cruel to make you a half a person to mm -hmm. just live life Um he wants you to know who you are fully and make these decisions and then walk together in pursuit um, and then spurring each other on one another. And so it's just like a, a beautiful way for us to experience like uh, his design for what it means to be. I mean, even the Trinity um, mm -hmm. is he, he didn't do anything that, you know, uh, was just in single all by itself. Right. But it doesn't mean that it's marriage. Um, there can be other circumstances where like, you know, community. You mentioned that faith of. Uh, having people that you're doing life with. He didn't make us to be alone, and so he did make helpers. And the first time he said that, it was actually making animals to surround Adam. Yeah. And then he realized, like, hey, it was not good for him to be alone. He needed a helper. And so then he made Eve. And it wasn't for her to be like, hey, whatever you tell me to do, Adam, it was like, hey, I'm here to, like you said, Support help. You. Yeah, and help complete. Like, this is we are together. And before he even did that, Adam already had a job. Like, he already had a purpose. There was a point that he existed. He was there to... Um, name the animals and to, you know, watch over them, take care of the land. And then he made another person to walk with him in that so that he was not alone. Um, and so I think that's worth noting is that, like, I mean, even in heaven, there's not marriage. Yeah. Like these were brothers and sisters in Christ at that point. And so marriage isn't the goal. Like God didn't make you to be married. He made you, like you said, to uh, seek him yeah. and to glorify him and to use that purpose. And he's given us this gift of um, people around us. And in some cases that is marriage, in some cases that is community, um, especially if that's not something you feel called towards um, when it comes to marriage, because not everyone is. Um, I think that's a famous uh, verse that people sometimes point to when uh, where they're trying to like essentially, I guess, correct people who think marriage is the answer to say, like Paul said, well, if it was up to me, we would just be single. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't think, like I said, having the desire for marriage is a bad thing, but I think he was trying to make a point of like, it can very easily become an idol. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a good heart check, um, because your life just gets more complicated when you get married. Like y'all were saying, like you have to make decisions together. You have to consider that person more important than yourself. Um, which is, I mean, if you're looking at it as a mimicry of Christ in the church, like that's real hard. Like we're imperfect, broken people. We can't be like, you know, we can't be Christ. He has to do that through us. And so yeah. if we're fully submitted to him, then we will do better um, because he'll be working through us and not through, you know, our mistakes and everything. Um, we can keep 
messing up, but he can still sanctify that. And that's part of what marriage can do is also sanctify you because you now have someone who's walking next to you and can quickly point to where you mess up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> called patience. <laughs> um, all right. I guess I'm trying to think, is there anything else, I mean, that you'd want to tell um, women who are single, who are married, um, clarify around what that difference is from the world and from biblical thinking? I would say for single girls to get a group of ladies um, women in your life that you can um, be in community with, that you can get to know and they can get to know you and love on you well, um, that you're not alone, that God is a relational God. He built us to love on one another. Um, and you just need people in your life to love you so you're not alone. So when you do feel like, oh, I want to be married so I can have someone to do stuff with, you have your friends to do stuff with. Like, I know it's not a guy, but they're still fun to be around, you know? Like, it's okay. Um, but yeah, just... Get to know who you are and who Christ says you are, um, and then everything else will work out. Um, well, I guess I can say this on the married people. Um, just kidding. Uh, anyways, uh, I think it's, um, as a married person, a lot of times we tend to be very comfortable where we are um, and thinking that we're set and we're good. We don't really have to focus on anybody else. So if you are married and you're listening and you are um, comfortable where you are and not pushing to love others, um, and teach them what the Lord taught you in your singleness. Um, that can be something that you can navigate. And as well as like, just because you get married doesn't mean you don't get to pursue the Lord anymore. Um, I think I've met a couple cu couples that just get so comfortable and they forget that the Lord is the ultimate goal. Um, and they forget to spend time with him. And it breaks my heart because if they found their foundation in the Lord, why wouldn't you spend more time with him? Mm. Um, and even like in your singleness of so just like truly, like Faith said, finding time, um, just seeing who you are and who the Lord created you to be and how you can really um, mold yourself to be like Jesus. Um, whether that means you don't have a social media or whatever it looks like for you. Um, I think it's really just digging in your heart and seeing making sure that you're in step and in line with what the Lord has called you. Because at the end of the day, you want to be blameless and be presented holy in, in the Lord's eyes. And if right now, if you died and you met the Lord, would you be okay with how you were leaving it? Well, I think worthwhile bringing up to, um, for those who are single and desire marriage and those who are married, uh, it, it's not a cakewalk. Um, <laughs> I think I have like some of the defined traits, like I said, that if, supposed to be Christ's love for the church and the church's love for Christ is like what um, a marriage relationship is supposed to mimic. So yeah. the husband's job description is, this is coming from Ephesians 5, uh, you have to love unconditionally, uh, be constant, um, be complete in your walk with God and, um, and in pursuing one another, being sacrificial, selfless. So die to self. You're, you're no longer the main point um, to the point of death. Um, this is endlessly internally seeking this out. Um, you're supposed to initiate with that person regardless of whether or not you feel good or they are being nice. Um, and this is with great patience. You're supposed to be tender and unshakable and do this all perfectly. Um, the wife's job description is to be responsive, um, to be respectful and obedient and submissive and humble and adoring and full and devoted. And that's, like you said, sub submissive can be uh, misinterpreted, but it's it's um, leading from a point of, hey, I'm not trying to steal 
control away from this person. Like I've chosen you to lead this family, but I'm also called to sanctify you, which means like lovingly pointing out faults and where they're not doing these things. Um, and the crazy thing is, is the husband also has to do the wife's job description because if this is a mimicry of the church's love for Christ, he should be doing all the things that the wife's doing with Christ. And yeah. so if he's submitting to Christ, um, then this should be so much easier because we are not perfect, but if he's working through us. And so just keeping that in mind, it's never simple. Um, and this is something that like, like even when you're not married, those are things that you're supposed to be doing the wife's job description with Christ um, in your daily walk. Um, that's for every believer, not just women. Um, and so getting that down, I think you'll realize that like while marriage is a blessing, it's not on a cakewalk. Um, and things that pursuit of loving God, seeking him out, um, and seeing where you can serve the people around you just never stops. Um, that's just a, that's what we do. Um, all right, y'all. Well, I really appreciated chatting with y'all and hearing your perspective. Um, I think there's so much more here, but I'm, I'm grateful for what we were able to dive into. Um, that's another episode of Shine Into Light. Um, talk to y'all later. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. We hope you were encouraged and inspired to turn to the only one who can and will satisfy you. If you have any questions, we'd love to hear them out. Feel free to reach us on any social media platform at Shine and Delight. You can also shoot us an email at shineanddelight at outlook.com. Until next time, be kind, love all, share your shine.